Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello, leaders, and welcome to week 10, the final week. Uh, of Fighting for Joy, our study through the book of Philippians. Can't believe it. We're here at week 10. Can't believe that from the standpoint of that's the end of this series. Um, But also, it's the end of uh, July. We're nearing the end of that. Summer's kind of flying by, which is crazy to think about. Uh, My friend Dallas is nodding his head in agreement. I'm in agreement. Yes. You guys can see me nod my head, but I'm in agreement. He's doing it. He is. But eyebrows, head nodding, and the whole thing. Uh, It's been a great summer, though, right, man? Give me a couple highlights for you and and the family. Uh, over the summer so far? Uh, going to Israel. Yeah. We went to Israel. Um, highlight of, like, I'm going to remember that trip for the rest of my life. Totally. Uh, my wife and I got to do that. That was such a special time for us to, it gave us a passion for God's word. Yeah. That we are waking up loving to jump into God's word. Like what it has done for our soul yeah. has been so good. What it did for our marriage, our relationship. Uh, that was a, a highlight that we will hold on to for the rest of our lives. Yeah, same same for me. Unfortunately, my wife wasn't able to come on this one, but I was talking to somebody just this week of, there hasn't been a day that's gone by since we've gone back that I haven't thought about it yeah. in some sort of way, whether engaging in God's word or just a memory just pops into my mind over it. And man, I'd say uh, life group leaders, we would love for every single one of you yes. <laughs> to have that experience. And so we're, we're working on plans. We've got some dates that are in the works for fall um, uh, 24 and you're going to hear more about that. It'd be a great leadership experience. Yes, it would. Every single person, not just life group leaders, but every, I told our, our whole life group, we're all going to go. We're going to figure this yeah, out. Right? So uh, amazing. In fact, um, a couple of things before we jump into the questions. Uh, first, I mean, this is the final uh, of this week. So um, a couple of things we wanted to highlight for, for groups. It's a good practice for when we end a sermon series. What would you say, Dallas, would be maybe two things to consider as we end a series? Ending a series, I want to tell the group how proud I am. Hey, you made it all the way through. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for being there. And it calls us to celebrate. That's a rhythm that we do. We celebrate. So have some fun, like celebrate people's faithfulness to it. But also with the end, you have to have the next thing planned. You can't just end and leave it there. So with the ending comes a launching of something new or hey here's what's coming up on the horizon here's our game plan for the next couple months yeah. the next season that's good so those are kind of like two things with ending yeah and one another thing too could even be a surf experience right yeah we've got on the leader resource page man we've got so many serve options for you to look at for august mm-hmm. really important rhythm to have groups that serve together find the thing get out there experience your faith in that kind of a way so i love that celebrate and serve and then the plan piece right so um, what's happening over the next couple of weeks. Well, uh, next week we've got Steve May Lee that's teaching. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to actually get uh, questions as we traditionally give them out week in and week out. Dallas and I are going to talk about that in a minute uh, for that weekend. And then the next week after that, uh, Eric Iger's back and we begin a brand new series. What's this? that series called? Life, making the most of it. That's right. So we're going to look at how we make the most of our relationships, our career, our finances, a few mm-hmm. other things. And we can't wait to jump in that series. Um, Eric's going to be on this podcast. We're going to release a series overview on, I guess, Wednesday, August 3rd. So look for that as um, he um, helps set the pace and the language for that new series, Life. And then as I mentioned, 
uh, after this weekend, the following week is Steve Bailey. You won't get the traditional set of sermon questions that week. And so what Dallas and I thought we'd do for this episode is you have your sermon questions for this week. Um, and you can see those, and they're a great resource, a great springboard for you. Uh, we've got those. We're looking at those now. But what we thought we'd do is kind of workshop a little bit, too, of um, a way that you can approach. Like, what do you do when you don't have sermon sermon questions? Yeah. And actually, you are capable, Life Group Leader, you are capable of writing these questions. And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through the model of what that looks like um, based off of this week's message how we might write those. We're going to do that live on the spot here yeah. to help equip you for the topical week with Steve Bainley, but just also week in and week out to give you a framework for how we write mm -hmm. and approach these questions. Does yeah. that sound good? Yeah. And this is something that I actually do. I do almost every morning Yeah, is whatever passage I'm reading, I write my own devotion for that passage. Uh, part of it might be an unhealthy fear of what if I get put on the spot and I need a yeah. devotion? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, only I do. I work at a church. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is I want to, I really want to live out the passage and I want to, I want to apply it to my life. So I write questions every morning in my journal. That's right. Based on what I read. That's good, man. Awesome. So we're going to do that. So again, you have questions, um, use those springboard, but the questions we're going to give you now are a bit of a combination of those, but mm -hmm. also us kind of wordsmithing and, and nailing them down to give you that model, uh, the framework so you can do this going forward. All right. So, uh, we're in Philippians four. This is the last passage, um, uh, within within Philippians, we're looking at verses all the way 10 through 20 or so. And the real meta theme here, it's about it's about contentment and generosity. And so a uh, lean, in, lean in question here. We, we A couple of ones I think that'd be fun that you can ask. What, what's the one that you, you were thinking? Uh, like a gift as, as a child. Yeah. Like, have you ever, did you ever want a gift as a child? And you're like, if I get this thing, yeah. then my life, Everything else will be, will be fine. Like, I don't need to do anything yeah, else. Yeah. This gift will fulfill everything. Right. That's good. Do you have an answer? Do you know what that would be for you? Oh, I wanted one of those portable PlayStation PSP. Yeah. And I thought once I had that, I could I could die. It'd be great because yeah. I could sit in my room and I could play video games. I could go anywhere I wanted mobile yeah. and play video games. A little PSP. And did it work? It did not work. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. No. That's how life works. And we're going to tell the generational gap here, but I remember- I've been a, a young kid, and what I wanted one Christmas was, you probably don't even know what the A-Team is. Do you know the A-Team? A-Team? Murdoch? Like Mr. T? Me. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted the original, the A-Team van. It was like a okay. a large van that you can go inside and play as a kid, and I got a picture of it mm. uh, and everything. It fulfilled that A-Team van whole shape in my heart, mm. but <laughs> that whole uh, gets um, uh, vacant by by other things, and so what's, mm. what do we get behind that question? There are things that we think that we want in life. They're going to bring us contentment. And ultimately, they don't. We get the thing and we find yep. out that it didn't do what we thought it would. Yeah. So that's the idea behind that, that lean-in question. Yeah. And it gets everybody talking. Everybody shares a funny part of their childhood. Yeah. You learn about other people and you might. it's not something that you would share in your story. Right. So it's just cool to like piece together. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you want an optional one, I thought of um, when's the time you were, uh, you were so full that you couldn't walk or something, you know, when, when's the time that you ate so much food that your stomach hurts, something, something mm -hmm. like that. You could think of something along those lines. I did that just a couple of nights ago and had hopped out and the gelato place at fashion islands. Mm -hmm. so there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Um, shall we read the passage? What do you think? How, how should we approach this next one? Next one here. Yeah. It's quite a long passage, but we're going to go ahead and read it. Mm -hmm. And then we'll give you the look down question that we're interacting with from Philippians 4, 10 
It says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly because once again, you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself. I know how to make do with little and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Still, you did well by partnering with me uh, in my hardship, carrying on to 15th. And you, uh, Philippians, know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church showed with me, shared with me in the matter, the matter of giving and receiving except for you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent me gifts for my need several times. Now, uh, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have abundance. I am fully supplied, having received um, from Epaphrodites what you provided, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen mm. and amen. The word of the Lord. Dallas is getting blessed here. Just I am reading a God. So I know that's a, that's a long path. And there's some great questions in there, but I think if we were to summarize these questions um, in, in a sort of sharp way, what do you learn about contentment and generosity? Yeah. What do you learn about contentment and generosity? And here is where you want to interact directly with the passage. So sometimes the temptation to look down is to tell our stories. Yeah. Well, I learned this when I gave God did this, or this story I heard, I heard this, or here's the barriers. For, no, actually, this is look down at the passage. What do you learn about contentment and generosity from the passage? Maybe let's just pull out a couple of things that we see. Yeah. Um, see there. Yeah. What do we learn? Um, whether we're well fed or hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, He's learned the secret of contentment. And he calls it a secret. That's a learning, yeah. right? In every situation. Mm-hmm. Like you can be content in every situation. Right. That's what I'm learning. Right. Um, he learned, we, we learned about the, the blessing of, of generosity. He equates it to a fragrant love, love offering. Um, we learned that he wants them to experience, to share, to share in that. Um, there's a joy in generosity that we can learn about from the passage. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else stand out to you? Yeah, verse 19. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, God supplies everything. It's good. So you can tie it into contentment is only found in him because he's the one who supplies everything. So if we go to him, we will be content. Yeah, that's great. I even think verse uh, 10, I rejoice greatly because once again, you renewed your care for me, um, that there is this communal sense of contentment and generosity. Then it's not, sometimes we think about it being an individualistic spiritual practice. Yeah, but he wants that what he's experienced for others that he's inviting them into that. It's a communal thing. And as a leader, as you're you're working through this, mm-hmm. it's important to read the passage. Yeah. So when I'm when if I were doing this and I'm all alone, I'm reading the passage and I'm circling, I'm interacting. It's good, man. What are all the things that are standing out? Great. Now let's write a question so we can really yield those answers. Really. Good. So start with the ending in mind where you're interacting with the passage yourself. So leader, you start with the passage. We lead the way. You start looking down at God's word. You start pulling out truths. And then you know the answers to begin to help other people see that. Right, right. And then your answers, your observations can Mm -hmm. then inform your question. Yep. Really good. All right. Awesome. Well, let's move to the lookout. Just a reminder of lookout. This is now where um, we take the truth of the passage and we ask the question, 
where do we see that at work in the world around us? Again, the temptation here is to bring in our own stories, and sometimes that's appropriate, but often we're, we're trying to see where we see this at work in the passage. What does it look like when this is lived out? What does it look like when it when it isn't? So how might you phrase a question for the lookout section? Yeah, I want people to look out and see it. Like, I want them to find examples of it. And yeah. even on the flip side, like, oh, where have you not seen it? Like, right. So where have you seen contentment and generosity in, in our culture, in your life? Like, where have you seen other people do it? Where have you seen maybe organizations, companies, people that you know yeah. that have not done it well? So you get an example of yeah. both and. Yeah, what does it look like when somebody is content and generous. What does it look like when they're not? What kind of mm -hmm. examples and stories can, can you share? Anything stand out for you that you might think of people or examples on either sides of those questions? Mm -hmm. I mean, when we think of, of generous, yeah. like, I just think of our church. Yeah, that's like, good. I think of the people of our church who are so generous. I think of our church as a whole, the organization. I believe the church is inherently good. I'm pro-church. Uh, the church yeah. is the vehicle to do good works in our world. So when I think of something generous, I am immediately brought to the bride of Christ and church and altar, not, not just Mariner's church, but yes, Mariner's church, because I'm here, but also other churches. That's where I see it played out so well. And what does that look like then? There's an impact, right? Mm -hmm. There's an abundance of like blessing and serving others. When, yeah. when we give away what was never really ours in the first place, mm -hmm. when we steward it well for the sake of others. And, you know, I've been around, um, not to make it about just churches, but I have seen, I've been around at churches for, and ministry stuff for, for quite a while. And I have seen where um, not all churches have that equal practice and understanding of generosity, not just to make this about churches. We can do this in our personal individual life, but when you operate out of scarcity yep. um, and um, kind of a self-sufficiency, like I've seen, and some of those places aren't around anymore mm -hmm. because they were firstly concerned about their needs, their their priorities, and needing to chase after those things. And you see the impact that it does not have on them outside of themselves. And ultimately, they kind of cave in mm -hmm. on their own desires and wishes. So, yeah. But you guys in your groups, you probably got lots of other stories that you can share. We're church guys, so we're thinking yeah, we about churches a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so look in. This is now where, okay, the application mm -hmm. for you. Challenge the obstacles where, where this is at work. How might you phrase a question here? for a look at yeah i mean even what is and i'm just off the top of our head yeah what does contentment look like what does it look like to be more content you know what do you think god might be speaking to you like i always like questions like that where it's it's not forcing people into a pigeonhole like, yeah i gotta get this answer right right it's man here's what i here's what i think i could do this week here's what i think i could start doing um in, right. in my journey of generosity yeah what would it look like for you to step into greater practice of contentment and generosity. Yeah. And then what are the barriers preventing you? What are, mm -hmm. what are those things? Mm -hmm. And then even to take it a cut deeper, because you could say for a lot of us, well, the things are, am I going to have enough? Yeah. You know, scarcity. I got to take care of my family first. So that's the first question. But then the question under that question is, okay, what's the, what's the lie behind that thinking? Mm -hmm. What are you believing about yourself and about God with that thinking? If you say, okay, the barrier is, I got to have enough for my family, you know, take care of our needs for it first. What's the lie behind that? Mm -hmm. Well, it's that God will provide, that he will come through, that he's not faithful, that as the passage says, he won't meet all of my yeah. needs in Christ Jesus. Um, and so I got to hold on because I can't really trust him. It's a question of his goodness yeah. and our trustworthiness and, and who he is. 
And so we can give sort of the immediate answer, but get to the the thing beneath the thing. Mm-hmm. That's what really makes, that's kind of the deep level cut between a great facilitator is being able to take that double tap into the deeper, mm-hmm. deeper. And even a follow-up question, I ask myself this yeah. most mornings is who or what would be impacted if I may learned yeah. to be more content, if I learned uh, generosity, to be more generous with my finances, who would be impacted? Who would be impacted in your life if you if you did that? And I sit there and it's, it gets real when I start putting names. It gets real when I put my family's name on there, when I put my friend's name on there. That's good. And I love what you're doing there too, because you're pulling out of the look down, the observation of it's a communal shared practice thing. You're doing that now on the look in. Okay. It's not just a spiritual practice for me, but what's the impact on others? What, yep. what does that look like? Which is a really genius thing to do as you lead through questions, taking the observations of the look down and then driving them through, even looking at how people respond to the look down yeah. and personalizing that. Remember how they responded, calling him into something out of that. So really mm-hmm. good, man. Um, I hope that's helpful just to give you guys a working framework. Cause again, next week, we're not going to have our questions, but you've got a framework to mm-hmm. now, to now do that next week as you lead your groups. Uh, anything else to add on before we sign off for Fighting for Joy? It's been a great series. It's been a fun book. Um, it's it's like an encouraging book. Sometimes uh, there's some New Testament books that might be a little more corrective. Yeah. Uh, and this has been just really fun. I have a newfound appreciation and love of this book. It's been so good. Yeah, awesome, man. Great, you guys. Well, um, again, celebrate well the end of this uh, sermon series, Plan to Serve. And then, man, we can't wait to have you guys jump in as we start the new series with Eric Kiger, uh, Life. It's going to be amazing. Look forward to that series uh, overview that will be released um, on August 3rd. We'll see you guys then.